morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. The date is February 17th. Today is absolutely chock full of birthdays, one of them being one of the greatest athletes of all time on February 17th in 1963. Michael Jordan himself was born. And here's the thing. I did this in a recent episode when it was Steve Nash's birthday. I feel like I kind of I talk I kind of talk about him and maybe I shouldn't do that on his birthday. And I'm going to do the same thing about Michael Jordan. Well, I'm not talking shit. I just I personally come from the school of thought that I view LeBron James as the greatest of all time. And I know that that is contentious, uh, but it's just something I've been thinking about a lot. And especially on his birthday today, I feel like I got to say it on the pod. I wouldn't be doing myself justice if I didn't say it. I'm curious in the discord today. People, what do you think? I'm, I feel like a lot of younger basketball fans like myself skew more on my side of this argument. But I think that you can make an argument either way. Like I could vehemently argue that Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. Um, but I just personally do believe that LeBron is a more rounded player. But it is also more than Jordan's birthday. It is also uh, it's Paris Hilton's birthday, Ed Sheeran's birthday. And then also we got to shout out our incredible podcast producer. We cannot make this podcast without her seven days a week. We make this podcast. Tatiana, today is her birthday. So I also want to make sure to wish her a happy birthday because she's behind the scenes. But she this podcast absolutely could not happen without her. So thank you to her and happy birthday to her. Uh, Elton, you got anything for me about Michael Jordan? Yeah, you know, back in the day, I remember NBA Jam just took over the world. And I remember the first day me and my friends looked at the screen for the teams and the roster. And we got to the Bulls and was like, hey, someone's missing. Uncle Jordan's not in the game. So come to find out, he got his own secret copy of the game from Midway. And I guess there was some licensing, maybe contractual obligations and issues. Michael Jordan at that time was the man, and I guess it cost way, way, way too much to get him in the game, so I understand. That's super funny. Well, okay, Michael Jordan will say it on his birthday. Happy birthday to one of the greatest athletes of all time. And on his birthday, I'll say it. I'll I'll disagree with my usual self. Happy birthday to the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Nice, Charlie. (laughs) It hurt to get that out, right? (laughs) No, I know, but I just, he's a listener. He's going to listen this morning and he's going to be like, okay, we got to just get into the episode. Elton, what's going on in entertainment? All right, let's talk about Peacemaker. Entertainment. I still got to watch the last few episodes. I watched the first three. Amazing show thus far. John Cena is just a class act. Hilarious. I wish we got that version in WWE. But anyways, Peacemaker has been renewed for season two. So fans everywhere are loving Peacemaker just like me. So much so that HBO Max has officially ordered a second season of the John Cena-led superhero show. So if you don't know already, the show follows anti-hero slash assassin Chris Smith, a.k.a. Peacemaker, as he works with the secret government Black Ops team to stop an alien invasion. Written by James Gunn, who also directed some of the episodes, the show's a spin-off The Suicide Squad, which was a sequel to the 2016 film Suicide Squad. Yes, pretty confusing, but you know, just follow me here. So Gunn said in a statement about the Peacemaker's second season, To have something we all love so much be loved by the audience in turn has been a wonderful experience. I can't wait for folks to see where Team Peacemaker goes in Season 2. So filming details and release date for Season 2 hasn't been announced yet, but James Gunn is currently filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, so any work on it would likely begin when his work on that wraps up. So gotta go from some happy news in the entertainment world to some depressing news. So game delays suck, and so do TV shows based on games being delayed. Sadly, I have to bring you all some news of an upcoming HBO series based on the AAA video game franchise being pushed into next year. During an interview with Deadline, HBO Chief Content Officer Casey Bloys broke my heart and everyone else's when he made the following statement about The Last of Us TV show adaptation. It's not going to air in 2022, he said. They're still shooting in Canada, 
I imagine you will see it in 2023. Bloy is kind of softened the blow of that disappointing reveal when he spoke highly of what he's seen in the show thus far, though. I have seen some early episodes and I'm very excited. What I've seen looks amazing, so I'm excited for it. But it will not be in 2022. Speaking of shows based on video games, at least we had to look forward to this Friday's release of the cartoon series based on Cuphead, that hard as hell little side-scrolling shooting game that came out on Xbox and PC and Switch. Great game, just hard as nails. I never beat it. You can actually watch the Cuphead cartoon series on Netflix this Friday. I cannot wait. Charlie, you got some big news on Supreme, right? What we got going on there? Fashion. Late Tuesday night, Tremaine Emery was named the creative director of Supreme. I believe this is the first time that Supreme has had an explicit creative director. Up until now, it had been run by James Jebbia, the original founder. Um, but then late Tuesday night, Tremaine Emery, aka Denim Tears, was named the creative director of the iconic New York City streetwear brand label Supreme, one of the best known, most just ubiquitous logos in the world. Um, so this news comes about a year and change after Supreme was acquired by the VF Corporation for $2.1 billion, and up until then had been independent. If you're not familiar with the VF Corporation, it, it's a conglomerate that also owns Dickies, the North Face, Vans, Jansport, and a bunch of other brands. That was big news when they bought Supreme. Tremaine Emery, who's now the creative director, is best known for his moniker or his, his designing name, uh, Denim Tears. And he frequently collaborates with huge brands. I, I, go look at Denim Tears on Instagram. I love his work. He's one of my favorite designers. Honestly, he's done. He just did this crazy collab with Uggs that I thought was really cool. But he's worked with Stussy and Champion and pretty much every major brand in sportswear, streetwear. Um, his most iconic jeans are these jeans with these flowers um, all over them. He's a really incredible designer who has done just such good work over the past few years, so it's very, very well-deserved. He's reportedly already working closely with the design team at Supreme in this new role. Um, and then James Jebbia, the founder of Supreme, who he founded back in 1994, and he's been kind of the only like senior lead there up until now that with this news. Um, James Jebbia reportedly will remain instrumental in the brand's business development and will also be instrumental still in the brand's design. Um, so it seems like Emery sort of coming on is just like another creative to inform the decisions. And Supreme, in uh, people can make the argument that Supreme has sort of fallen off in recent years. It's not as crazy, crazy hyped as it was in the early 2010, 20-teens, which is so fair, but I think people are starting to, I've noticed in the past year, sort of re-dive into Supreme less for the logos and all the brand big logo, flashy logo stuff they do, and also just some of the other design, because now they're a streetwear brand that's been designing since the early 90s, and so um, the silhouettes, a lot of the materials they use, they make really cool, interesting clothing outside of the context of just the bright red box logo. Hopping over to the world of crypto... Cryptocurrency. Yesterday, Twitter introduced, kind of quietly introduced this feature, but they introduced a feature that allows people to tip with Ethereum. So Twitter has been pretty vocal about their initiatives to, one, allow creators to more easily monetize their work, and then also being dedicated to crypto in general. Jack Dorsey, before he stepped down, was a big Bitcoin maximalist and has also always been kind of critical of Ethereum. Um, so it's interesting to see them introducing this after he has stepped down. But so when they initiated the tipping service in September of last year, you were able to tip through Bitcoin. That was one of the options um, you can. And then also you can use a lot of third party services like Venmo Cash App to tip creators in cash as part of their initiative to just make it so that Twitter users and Twitter creators can monetize their work and their fans can offer them money for um, the stuff that they love to see from them. And so then now, as of yesterday, users have the option to add their Ethereum address to the tip function. So now creators can be tipped in Ethereum as well, which I just feel like this seems very much due, overdue in a way uh, for Twitter, because Twitter is such a big venue for the NFT community. The majority of NFTs still run on Ethereum. And also because of how popular NFTs are, I feel like Ethereum is just a very, very talked about cryptocurrency on the platform. Elton, want to take us home? 
Yes, sir. That's it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all our social media platforms. Also, do your due diligence and hop into Discord. We talk about anything and everything. It's always hype in there. We got NBA predictions and wrestling banter and gaming, NFTs. Come holler at us, man. We'll be back again tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious. Stay curious.